Yesterday, we had the privilege of celebrating Curtis and Tiffany's wedding. And so, as I was officiating, I was thinking about a joke. <laughs> there was a pastor officiating at a wedding. And all of a sudden, the, the minister came to the part that says, if there's anybody who has an objection as to why this couple shouldn't get married, please speak now. Well, there was quiet in the whole church when all of a sudden, a woman walked forward holding a baby. Well, the bride slapped the groom in the face. The mother of the bride fainted. The groomsmen started to look at each other and wonder, is this one of his ex-girlfriends? And so nobody knew what was happening. As the woman walked forward, the minister said, ma'am, what is it that you have to say? The lady holding the baby said, Pastor, we can't hear you in the back. <laughs> so thank you to Raven Mason, who did a great job with the sound yesterday at the wedding. Everyone, I believe, was able to hear. Well, this morning, if you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to Genesis chapter 4? Genesis chapter 4, and the title of my message is, Give the Lord Your Very Best. Give the Lord Your Very Best. Genesis chapter 4, and we will be reading the first five verses. And if you are able to, would you stand with me as we read God's word? Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 to 5. Adam lay with his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, with the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. But Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, and indeed, Lord, we thank you that you are able to change and to transform and to challenge us through it. We pray for your blessings upon this message. May you speak, Lord, and may you help us to be obedient as we respond. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Feel free to be seated. So we see that Adam and Eve, who were the first man and woman that God created, had their first two sons. Cain and Abel. So they had their first two sons, and it says that after a little while, they, they started working. As they were old enough, they started working. Cain's responsibility was to take care of the soil, so to grow the fruits and the plants and, and all of those things, while Abel worked with the living animals. So he took care of all of the livestock, he took care of all the animals, and so they each had their own sets of responsibility. So it says that after a while of tending the, the soil of the earth and tending the flock, that they both brought offerings before the Lord. 
They came and they presented offerings before the Lord. The reason they did that was to thank the Lord for blessing them. Thanking God for blessing them with what they have. And this was a way of giving back a little portion of that blessing. It was a way of saying to the Lord, I acknowledge your goodness in my life. We acknowledge what you've done. And this is a way for us to give back. Cain and Abel both brought offerings to the Lord. When someone gives us something... Most of the time, it's nice when they say thank you, right? It's nice when we say thank you or when we give someone something, it's nice that they acknowledge it and they say thank you. So it's important when we give someone or when we receive something to say thank you and to show that appreciation. You see, when God blesses us with something, it's important that we give back to him. When God blesses us with something, it's important that we give back to him. In this case, God had blessed Cain and Abel. He had blessed the soil of the earth. He had blessed the livestock. He had blessed the animals. He had blessed all of those things, and there was an abundance of those things. It says after a certain amount of time, in the course of time, it took time for those things to accumulate, and they came and they presented an offering to the Lord. How many of us can say that God truly has been good to us? We all can. God truly has blessed us in many different ways. And I'm not just talking about financially, but God truly has been good. He truly has been great. And you see, when God blesses us, it's important that we thank him for those blessings. It's important that we give back. It's important that we don't just keep taking, but it's important that we show our appreciation to him. You know, unfortunately, many times we look at the world and it's only about what we can get. The world looks at it as opposed to giving, they want to get. The more we get is the more we want. The more we have is the more we want to hold on to it because we don't want to lose it. God is good and he blesses his people. And when he blesses us, it's our responsibility to give back and to bless him and to bless others with what he has given us. You know the hymn, Count Your Blessings. It's a beautiful hymn and the chorus says, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your many blessings. We have so many. And it goes on to say, and it will surprise you what the Lord hath done. We have so many blessings to be thankful for. We have so many things that God has given us. And there are too many people who walk around miserable, who walk around like everything is against them when God has done so much for us to be thankful for. You see, we should concentrate on what we do have rather than what we don't have. We should be thankful for what God has blessed us with instead of always going to him and complaining about the things he hasn't yet given us. We should live in an attitude and with an attitude of thanksgiving all the time. 
When we realize that God has done more for us than we can ever imagine, then we will start to be thankful and be grateful for what he has done. So how can we give back to the Lord? There are so many ways that we can give back to the Lord, and and this is just some of the ways that I thought of. We can give back ourselves. We can commit our lives to him and surrender ourselves to him and serve him faithfully. We can give him our time and our talents. When the Lord has blessed us with different talents and gifts and abilities, then we can give back by serving him and using those gifts, talents, and abilities. And many of you have done that. Sunday school teachers, nursery workers, different um, ministries that you are involved in. These are ways that we can give back. If God has blessed you with a gift of teaching, then use it and teach. If God has blessed you with knowledge and wisdom and understanding, then impart that to others and mentor them and help them. If God has given you health and strength, then serve him in whatever way you can. If God has given you a car and helped bless you with a car, then use it to offer a ride to someone who doesn't have a car. If God has helped you to get a job, then do your very best in that job job and continue to to be that light in that dark place. If God has helped you, then continue to give back. Give your time, give your talents, give your energy, share with other people what God has done. Continue to invest in prayer and your devotional life. Give back to him. When God has blessed us financially, we also should be faithful in giving back financially to him. We should be faithful in doing that. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 8, it says, Will a mere mortal rob God? It says, Yet you rob me. But you ask, How are we robbing you? And he says, In tithes and offerings. Now I know when it comes to money, it's a touchy subject. I know that people don't like to hear about it, but the truth is that it's not my words, it's not Pastor Nick's words, it's not any of ours, but it's the word of God. And the word of God expects us and commands us to give a tenth of everything. And if we are not giving that tenth, then we are actually robbing God. And if we are robbing God, then we are robbing ourselves of the blessings that he has in store for us. God wants us to be faithful. And when he gives us, he expects us to give back to him. We can't keep taking and taking and taking but we do need to show our appreciation and give back to the Lord. We must be careful not to take for granted the things that God gives us. Richard Waitley said, and he said it well when he wrote, it is generally true that all that is required to make men unmindful of what they owe God is for any blessing is that they should receive that blessing often and regularly. You see, Because we receive things often and regularly, we can start to take that for granted and expect that it will always be there, to expect for it to always be at our fingertips when that is a blessing that God has bestowed upon us. No matter how much or how little we have, we should always choose to give back to God in whatever way we can. And for your information, when it comes to the the whole issue of tithing, 
When we give a tenth, it is considered a tithe. When we give anything over and above that tenth, it's now considered an offering. And so that's just for your information. So we see that Cain and Abel came and they presented their offerings before the Lord. They came and they presented. However, one was accepted and one wasn't. And that can teach us to give your very best to the Lord, not just whatever is left over. Give your very best to the Lord. Abel brought an offering. He brought fat portions of some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor upon it, but upon Cain's, he did not look with favor. Whenever a sacrifice was made, understand that the animal was burned up completely. So when you bring, when he would bring uh, an animal before the Lord, he would bring the very best, and that animal was consumed, it was burned up. So it couldn't even be used for food, okay? So let me put it in perspective for you. That is like you going to a restaurant, you ordering the nicest meal on the menu, and whatever it costs you, and it's almost like the waitress bringing it, showing it to you, and then dumping it in the garbage. <laughs> it could not be used for food. It was a waste. And so for someone to bring an offering before God, it was very easily for them to want to bring something that they don't want because it was going to be burned up anyways, right? Nobody could eat it. Nobody could use it. It wasn't good for food. So why would you want to bring the very best meat? Why would you want to bring the fattest portion, the healthiest, without defect or whatever? You wouldn't want to do that. But that is what God required. He required for them to bring the very best. And so one brought the very best. Abel brought the best portions. He brought the very best that he can find, while Cain didn't bring the very best that he did. You see, we need to be mindful and give the Lord the very best, not just whatever is left over. In our lives, we need to remind ourselves that God is worthy of every single thing, that God is more than worthy than we can ever give him, but we need to give our best. When we wake up in the morning and we plan our day, there are certain things that we have to do. Many of us have to go to work. You have to cook dinner. You have to get your children ready. You have to do this. You have to do that. Don't forget God in your day. Give him time with prayer and devotion. Don't just leave it to the end of the day or if you have time. Give him your very best. When you get your paycheck, don't just say, if I have anything left over, which most of us don't have anything left over at the end of the month, don't say, if I have anything, then I'll give. You take that out first, and then God, see how God will provide, and he will bless you. And you see, when we take care of God's business, he takes care of ours. When we do what he requires of us, he blesses us and he will continue when we give him the very best. When we stop counting the hours that we invest in ministry and we just do what needs to get done, when we don't worry about, oh, this person should be doing this responsibility and this person didn't do that, go and do it. Go over and above. Give your very best and in everything you do, 
do it well. In everything that you do, do it well. Do, remember that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Remember that you are not working for mere human beings, but you are working for the Lord. And when you work for the Lord, he will repay and he will bless you. And I just want to say once again, thank you to many of you who volunteer your time so faithfully. Many of you who volunteer in many different aspects of the life of this church, whether it's in teaching, whether in different areas of volunteering, we thank you very, very much. And we thank you for giving your very best. We thank you for all that you have done. You see, we are able to give the Lord our very best. The question is, do we want to make that sacrifice? The question is, do we want to go out of our way to do that? The truth is that most of us will work hard for what we want. If there's something that you really want, you will probably find a way to afford it, to get it. Whether that is working two jobs, whether that's asking for extra hours, whatever it is that you have to do, you will try to go out of your way to do it, to get it. And the same thing with the Lord. We need to give our very best, not just whatever is left over. Back in 1988, a Polish railway worker named Jan was hit by a train. He lived, but only barely. For 19 years, okay, 19 years, he was in a coma. For 19 years, he was in a coma. From 1988 to 2007, he was in a coma. He awoke in 2007 to a whole new world. 19 years earlier, Poland was a communist state. He noted that back then, meat was rationed, and there were huge lineups near every gas station. There was only tea and vinegar in the shops that were available. But 19 years later, when he awoke from his coma, he awoke to a whole new world, to a free nation, he said, where people on the streets had cell phones, they had nice clothes, they had everything that you could possibly want in the shops. People had more than enough of everything that it almost made his head spin because he had never seen something quite like this before. But what puzzled him, he said, was that despite the fact that people walked around in name brand clothes, that people walked around with talking on the latest cell phones and having the best gadgets, that people had nice houses and good jobs and, and all the food that they could possibly want, people complained and grumbled more than he remembered. These people had freedom they had food, they had wealth, they had wealth greater than Poland had ever had for decades, and yet all he could hear was grumbling, complaining, and moaning. You see, in his mind, he was thankful for what had come, but in their mind, it was available, and so they started to take for granted what they had. If we do not get in the habit of thanking God for what we do have, we'll soon become ungrateful for what we don't have. 
We'll soon become ungrateful for what we don't have with complaining and grumbling, and the Lord expects us to give him our very best and to be thankful for all that he has done. Also, when we give our very best to the Lord, he will continue to bless us and provide. When we choose to give him our very best, the Lord will provide. He will bless us. You see, we cannot outgive God in any way. We cannot outgive God and we cannot pay the Lord back for what he has done in our lives. And the only thing that he expects us to do is to serve him and serve him faithfully. What he expects of us is to commit our lives, to commit our hearts, and to serve him and his people. That is what he wants from us. There's no amount of money. There's no amount of work. There's nothing that we can give to God that will repay him for what he has done for us. There is a well-known saying that says, what we sow, we will reap. Have you heard that before? But it also is not just a saying, but it is a biblical principle. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, it says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. You see, we reap what we sow. When we are kind to other people, when we are generous, when we are loving, when we are compassionate, when we have mercy, when we go out of our way, when we do all of those things, we're sowing seeds. And it comes back, and we will harvest those things. But if we are not sowing those things, then how can we expect to reap the blessings for seeds that we have not sown? And too many times people go to go and reap and to collect the harvest, and it's not there because they have not sown those seeds. We reap what we sow. Are you sowing? Are you sowing into the lives of people around you? Are you sowing into your local church? Are you sowing into your workplace, into your family, into your loved ones, into your community, into your world? What are you sowing? You see, Cain did not give his very best. He did not give all that he could have. He gave whatever he could find, but not the very best. The Lord looked upon him, and the Lord did not look on him with favor. Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. And because he did not give his very best to the Lord, the Lord did not accept his sacrifice, but accepted the sacrifice of his brother. You see, we need to come before the Lord and we need to give him our very best knowing that when we give, he will bless us. The Bible commentary that I read said, the contrast is not between the offering of a plant life and the offering of an animal life. It's not because one gave something better than the other in terms of what it actually was. The issue was, it was between a careless thoughtless offering and a choice, generous offering. The issue for God is not what we have to give. That's not the issue. The issue is that whatever it is that we give, that we give our very best. Amen. 
That is what he is concerned about. And you see, for each person, that's different. For some of us, we've been entrusted with more gifts and more things that we need to serve him and be accountable for. For others, they're different giftings. We all have different things that the Lord has blessed us with and entrusted us with. And he wants us to use it and to use it well and to bless him and to give our very best. In other words, it wasn't that God didn't accept one offering because he liked the other better, but it's because one was given with a generous heart. One was the very best. God is not concerned about what it is so much that we do give him our very best. Are you giving the Lord your very best? Are you giving him your best in everything? Everything that you have, are you doing your very best for him? You see, this month of October, each of us have the privilege of giving our very best to the Lord. In your bulletins, you will have seen the mortgage pledge fund cards. And, and I mention this because I truly believe that when we give our very best to the Lord, he does bless us and he does provide. Take a moment, take that out of your bulletin and just look at it. Take it out of your bulletin and just look at it right now. In the month of October, on Sunday, October 30th, we have the privilege of submitting these cards in, making a monthly pledge for the period of one year to make a pledge and to say, Lord, I am giving over and above my 10%, and I am presenting this to you. And I truly want you to take this seriously and put that on your fridge, put it on your nightstand, put it in your Bible, and pray about what it is that the Lord wants you to give. And listen, it's not about how much you give. It's about the fact that you are giving him your very best. Whether that's $20 a month, whether that's $300 or $1,000, whatever it is, that is not the concern. The concern is that you give him your very best. You see, the Lord requires it of us. And it's not so much because... We need your money so badly, but it's because when we give, the Lord just does something amazing. And I don't know about you, but I want to receive all the blessings that God has in store for me. I don't want to hold back. And the, I understand from even my giving, I started giving when I was a teenager, when I got my first job, and I see how the Lord has blessed, how he has provided, how he has been faithful. And I want want you to experience that as well because not only has he blessed me financially but he has done something great spiritually because when we give we start to see God work even more and our faith increases our trust in him increases our obedience to him increases and it's just a further step of seeing what God will unleash and do in our life. And I want each one of you to experience that as well. God's blessing, God's provision, 
and see how awesome the God that we serve truly is. You see, God will never let us down. And we can try to test him. We can try to do all of these things. But we will always see God's faithfulness. When we are faithful to him, God will continue to see us through. One of my favorite verses is Luke chapter 6, verse 8. It says, give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. When we give, God is so faithful. When we give of our time, when we give of our talents, when we give of our resources, when we give of financially, when we give in different ways, the Lord does something amazing. You see, the Lord will not bless us with more and more if we are not faithful with the little that he already has given us. But when he sees that we are faithful, when we are taking care of his business, then he will continue to bless us more and more and more. He is faithful. We can expect God to give us his best if we are not willing to give him our best. But the good news is that he has already given us his best. He has given us the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. He has given us that, and because of Jesus, we have forgiveness of sins. We have adoption into his family. We have the gift of eternal life, the promise of heaven. He has already given us his very best. And all we have to do is give him our best, which is nothing in comparison to what he has. You see, I have a confession to make, is I like to shop, in case some of you didn't know. I like to shop. But when I think about the things that I have and I, I look at things that are material, it really causes me to say, all of these things, as much as I like them, as beautiful as they may be, they are temporary things. They are temporary things. And the Bible tells us, and sorry, I get emotional because it's something that the Lord has been challenging me on. The Bible tells us not to store up our treasures on earth, but to store them up and to build them up in heaven. And one of the greatest things that you and I can do is to invest in eternal things, is to invest in people, is to invest in preaching and teaching and sharing the gospel. Because when we get to heaven, we're not going to be taking our clothes or our shoes or nice things or our cars or our houses. But the things that I want to see there are you and you and you and my neighbor and my family and those people there. Those are the eternal things. And I truly believe that when we give, the Lord will bless. And we need to be more heavenly minded in the sense of thinking about the eternal things. Storing our treasures up where thieves will not steal, where rust and moth will not destroy, but the eternal things. And I believe that giving to the church, giving to the work of the Lord helps to accomplish those eternal things. 
to share and to preach and to teach. And we as a church are not just a building, but we are the church, the body of Christ. And our great commission is to go into all the world and to preach and to teach the gospel. And these are the places that we come together to get edified, to get filled, to get empowered, to become encouraged so that we together, the body of Christ, can go and do that. And that is our goal. That is evidently what we are to do. When the Lord blesses you and I with something, it's important that we give back to him. Give your very best to the Lord, not just whatever is left over. When we give our very best to the Lord, he will continue to bless us and provide. Are you giving your very best to the Lord? Are you doing all that you can with all that he has given you to give back to him? And I know many of you are, and I say thank you. Thank you for giving to the Lord, because I truly am a life that has been changed by it. Thank you to those of you who constantly invest and those of you who I, I, I look upon and I see and I know as a young person growing up has invested in me and I think about many of you, many of you, I, I remember Bev Smith constantly encouraging me as a young person, as a child and, and helping me and encouraging me. I think of... Um, Cindy Stavropoulos as a Sunday school teacher and, and her teaching and her encouragement. I think about Pastor Stuart Williams, my youth pastor, and his guidance and his direction in my life. I think about Rampal Singh, who was my preteen leader and, and who would drive us every Friday and plan events with many others, my youth leaders, Pastor Nick and his guidance and his encouragement and all of that. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for giving your very best to the Lord. Let us pray. Father, we thank you indeed that you are so faithful and that you are so good. We thank you, Lord, for what you have done in our lives. And we thank you, O oh God, for the amazing things that you have in store for our future. And we pray that indeed, Lord, you would help each of us to every single day give you our very best, to give you the best part of our day, to give you all that we are, to give you the best that we can in every way that we can. And we thank you, God, for the ways that you are going to challenge us and to transform us and help us grow deeper in our faith with you. And we pray, Father, that you would help each one of us as we pray and we consider what it is that you have in store for us to give each month for this monthly pledge. We pray that you would reveal it to us and that God, we pray that there would be no fear because we know that you will provide every means necessary for us to meet that pledge. And so Lord, help us to step out in faith and help us to trust you. And so Lord, may you speak to your people and may you continue God to help each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.